We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, we're through three, technically two, preseason games, and I think it's time to take a health check, talk about players who have helped their cause and some players who have hurt their cause. As we start to see the shaping of a 53-man roster, so we got three players with stock up and three with stock down. All of that and more on the latest OBR Film Breakdown. What's up, guys? Welcome in to your Sunday edition of the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. As you know, we are going to hit the ground running, talking about three players on both sides of the fence who have helped and hurt their stock in the preseason. Now, you're not going to really pinpoint rookies because most of those guys in their first year are going to make the roster. You know, the Browns didn't take any late seventh-round flyers, and we know their sixth-round pick, Luke Whipler, has performed admirably. So you feel like most of those guys are pretty safe on the roster at this point. Uh, then you, you're also not going to just comment too far on guys who, like I said, are long shots. You're sort of looking right on the fringe of the 53, kind of in those position battles. So I always like to start with the good. And in the good, uh, the top. there's two top names that I feel really – push themselves into being roster contenders here and and they're going to make it really challenging to keep them off the roster the first one is Austin Watkins the 63210x receiver out of UAB he is now a little older understand that he's I think 26 at this point so it's not like he is massively young and developmental I kind of want to make sure that we know a little bit about his age and understand that he's not a rookie necessarily I think he's 25 I'm sorry he probably turns 26 soon. I'm not entirely sure of his birthday, but I've heard some people reference him on the cusp of 26. But you cannot ignore what he has done in the preseason. In the Hall of Fame game, two targets, two catches, 35, and a nice slant touchdown where he created separation off the line of scrimmage against Washington. Saw an uptick in targets. He had eight targets, six catches, 71 yards, and then... Against Philadelphia, he had 14 targets, 7 catches, 139, and a touchdown. So you add it all up, you're looking at 15 catches on 24 targets, 245 yards, and 2 touchdowns. That's impressive. His lowest game grade has been a 74.8 against Washington. He had an 80.8 against 
the Jets, and then an 84.0 against Philly. The receiving grades were stellar in both the Hall of Fame and the Philadelphia game. But, the you know, the Washington game was was certainly more than fine, too. He put together 36 yards after catch in the Philadelphia game, 17 and 14 in the two prior, so 67. His depth of target is 15.7 yards downfield, so it's not like he's catching a bunch of cheap passes. And what you do like is three of six on those contested catches, especially in Philly. There were a couple along that right sideline that were really strong. So, you know, Watkins, is he's garnered an 84.9 receiving grade in the preseason. He did not have a preseason role in 22. He was with San Francisco for a minute in 2021. I think the USFL is where he has his breakout. He's number 80. I don't know if he's in on the bit to look like Jarvis Landry, but he's a bigger version of Jarvis, less twitchy, less stop-start ability. The routes are not great. There's some nuance to them, but not great all the time in terms of, you know, just just killing DBs on the second cut of a double move. He doesn't necessarily do that, but he does get where he's supposed to be, and he catches the football consistently, and that means something. So Austin Watkins is going to force his hand. Now, I I don't know if they're going to keep him and try to practice squad him. I think somebody else would then claim him. I think he can he can belong on an NFL field. The only thing inhibiting that is is the age here. He's 25, and that's a little bit older, and teams might not want to work to develop a guy like that, but that, that could lead to the Browns. They can get him on the practice squad. So on and so forth. At the minimum, he's a practice squad player, okay? You want to get into conversations about, you know, about depth and, and, and who's going to be the sixth potentially, even if they keep seven, who's that guy? You can get into those debates, but he is squarely in the table for them to keep. So he has helped his stock immensely. Austin Watkins, kudos to you. Uh, Mahmoud Diabate, the guy that I think everybody should be talking about more and more, is a very impressive player. He's just now 22. He's 6'4", 225 out of Utah, transferred to uh, out of Florida over to Utah. So, look, I think he's a, a really, really fun developmental linebacker who I prefer over some names at the end of the linebacker room right now. So the grades have been pretty good, a 71.6. I do not agree with the 42 run grade. I think he's been better than that. He has eight tackles, four assist tackles. They have him charted as three misses, one in each game. Take that for what it's worth. I didn't see any crippling missed tackles. He had one in open space against Philadelphia that I think he would like to have back. But again, it's breaking down, making you know the effort. The four stop tackles. One forced fumble to punch out last week. He's only given up 25 yards on seven targets in coverage. He's graded out stellar for them in coverage. And you know, finding linebackers who can cover decently. He's a work in progress. Certainly not a great feel for kind of the collective development of how routes work. But you have to understand, this guy was more of a rush player in college. And him getting to be a more off-ball Mike Will linebacker at times is going to be a developmental thing here. And what I like is the read-react processing speed is already really strong. And that, you know, you can work with all the other things, get him more comfortable exposure, and like I said, more reps helps these guys feel it out. But Diabate has something I don't... You know, a lot of people who were covering the draft were stunned that he wasn't drafted. He was a high-priority free agent for them. I don't think you can get him on a practice squad. I think somebody would scoop him up. So Diabate, to me, stands out as uh, among most the guys who have touched the field on defense. I know Brian Baldinger pointed it out, too. I had to say something after the Washington game. 
And then I thought he put together a really strong game in Philly, in Philly as well. So if he has another good game in Kansas City, he's looking at the potential to be the fifth linebacker. If they keep six, I think he's a lock. But if they only keep five, I think he's interesting. Ronnie Hickman's the last one. Now, again, there's plenty of guys who I think are roster solidified who have played pretty well in the preseason. But Hickman is the last one to me. So, you know, why I highlight Ronnie Hickman, I thought he had a nice Hall of Fame game and I thought he had a nice effort against Washington where he had five tackles. Now, I think he had a rough first quarter, but ended it really strongly with that interception, kind of going down, cradling the interception. Who knows if he would have turned around the poor Philly game grades by playing more snaps. He only played 14 snaps. The Browns are just looking for life in that fourth safety role. De'Anthony Bell has been okay, but has not been as good as you would like him to be to sort of solidify that spot. Hickman obviously has a lot of athleticism. He can do a lot of different diverse things back at safety. You know, he's learning. He's sort of feeling out some of the coverage differences between Ohio State and what they're asking him to do in Cleveland. And it hasn't been perfect, but he's still young. October 11th, he turns 22 years old. Certainly drawn to the element of age there, whereas DeAnthony Bell is a little bit older. So I think Hickman has helped his cause. You know, the, the leaving after the first quarter against Philly, and some of the plays he left on the field, a couple missed tackles, didn't help his chances. I know he cleared concussion protocol. He will be back. He's a guy, you you know, talking about him and Diabate, we're trying to really put pressure on it to make the roster. Those two stand out to me, and, and Watkins too, uh, finishing the preseason strong in Kansas City and, and giving themselves the best case to make the roster. So Hickman, for the preseason, the tackling marks are bad. They've given him three missed tackles, so he's – Something like a 29.5 tackle grade, but the coverage marks are good and his overall grade is fine. So Ronnie Hickman is my third player that has helped his cause sort of on the fringe of making the roster. Okay, there's some others that you can shout out. Tyrone Wheatley, I think you can give some praise to. I certainly think there's some rookies that have performed well. We've talked about Whipler, Dewan Jones, Cedric Tillman. You know, I think Isaiah McGuire's had some moments in the preseason. But as far as guys sort of sitting on the fringe, those are the three that stand out to me. We're going to take a break, our only break of this episode, come back and then talk about who has sort of hurt their cause in this tight race for the end of the 53-man roster. We'll be right back. You ever been up against buying tickets last minute, can't figure out how to get it done? The OBR group recently tried to go to the Browns preseason. We were up against the clock trying to figure out if we could get tickets hooked up, if we needed to buy them. We had to end up buying them, went to the Game Time app, and let me tell you, this is the best place to find tickets. It should never be stressful. They pride themselves on making it as seamless as possible. Killer deals on last-minute tickets. The best price guarantee you can stop stressing over tickets. Start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. If you're starting to poke around about getting tickets for Browns-Bengals Week 1, this is the place you need to go Game time has everything you need. You don't have to plan months in advance, but if you do, they have deals on tickets now all the way up until the day. You get images from the seats you'll be sitting in to know what you're looking at, what the view will be, get that low price guarantee. And then talking again, those exclusive flash deals on tickets are what makes the app so great. And the game time guarantee means you'll get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less They'll credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You get those images from your seats. You get tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. They're sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email. So here's what you need to do. Download the GameTime app. Create an account. 
Use the promo code, quite simply, OBR for 20% off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code OBR for $20 off. If you want to use the URL, it's gametime.co. Okay, but the app is where it's at. It's perfect app. Download the GameTime app today. Promo code OBR, $20 off. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, on the flip side of this, uh, players who I think have almost felt like they're just going to make the roster, but I don't think that they're secure, as secure as you think. Put it that way. Not to say these guys will not make the roster. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying players that haven't helped their status on the on the roster going into this season. Okay? So Jordan Kunasic, to me, is one that stands out. I think a lot of people see his preseason, only 29 snaps, I don't think I would prefer to keep him over Diabate. I really don't. He's graded out poorly. Again, it's a small sample size of 29 snaps. It appears they like him in-house, but I would prefer a guy. He's about to turn 27 in the middle of October. He screams practice squad to me, and I want to elevate one of the younger guys, a Diabate type, who can be a a developmental player at linebacker but can be a, a special teams impact athleticism guy I would prefer it the other way around when I've seen Kunasic on the field I have not been impressed I do not feel like he should be on the field in meaningful linebacker snaps this year if they get into depth issues again you you talk about elevating him and all of that but I don't see him being claimed 
And to me, it feels like his preseason of, of again, just 29 snaps. But when he's been out there, I have not been very impressed. And I, and I just don't feel like I prefer to keep him over somebody like Diabate. They could still do that, but I would prefer to go a different route. Another player who's played a similar snap count threshold is Jordan Elliott. 36 snaps, 15 defensive snaps on the run game, and 21 in the pass rush. He has contributed absolutely zero statistics in the preseason. Um, and that is in a, really a microcosm of who Jordan Elliott has been. He's just always sort of been out there. Some snaps are fine. Other snaps are, what are you doing? But he's 26. At this point, I don't think he's helping his case. I mean, he's probably going to make the roster based on what the contract has told us with what they guaranteed to him, but it's not an impossibility that they could still move on. And I'm talking like Hayden Hurst has been more exciting this preseason and is not that much older. You know, Tristan Hill had had some sort of lower rumblings from his time in camp before he had gotten nicked up, and then he played last week. If Tristan Hill has a strong Kansas City game, you know, you know three are a lock. You know you have... Tomlinson, you have Shelby Harris, and you certainly know that Siaki Ike is going to make it. How many are they going to keep? Just four? If they're keeping just four, are you keeping Elliott over Hurst? Hill? I mean, even at moments in the preseason here, Tommy Togiai has had real efforts of, of, of intrigue to me. So they're running up against how many they can keep, and Jordan Elliott just being you know presumably a secure player, to me, I don't think that's the case. He has done nothing to help his situation. We'll see if he play. He played in the Hall of Fame game, which told us a story. Then they went out and signed Shelby Harris. He played in the, the last two games early. I just, feel, again, it feels to me you can do a lot better at the fourth defensive tackle position. Elliott has not helped his cause. The last one that has not helped his cause, in my opinion, is James Hudson. Okay, Still young, just turned 24, and I think he's going to make the roster. Not saying he won't. But he has not helped his case, in my opinion, over the last two weeks. He's given up multiple pressures. Against Philadelphia, he did. Washington, he didn't. He gave up one pressure. But I think as far as a, you know, what are you looking for him to do? It feels like Dewan Jones is pretty solidified as, like, the right tackle of the future at this point. I mean, the way the preseason has gone for him, if he has another strong Kansas City game, then, like, what is James? He's not playing left tackle. The guy, I, he's, he's got some traits you do like, but he cannot anchor. And his, his technique gets too sloppy in key moments of pass set that cause him to give up more ugly than good. I don't know who he is. I seem to think that maybe a move inside would help him. They maybe want him to be that sort of backup swing tackle. He's got experience now playing left tackle. He's obviously been around the team playing right tackle before. We know he started last year starting at right tackle. I just have not felt like I've seen the necessary growth to consider him much better this preseason. The grades collectively look fine across 95 offensive snaps, but that's because the Hall of Fame game was fine. And again, he played some decent competition in the Hall of Fame game, but the last two, the run blocking has been sloppy, and the pass sets have not been as good as they need to be to feel really, really comfortable with him being the left tackle if Jedrick Wills gets hurt. I don't know what they'll do at left tackle. He's probably the leader in the clubhouse to get a try, but I don't feel comfortable with it, and I just don't, as far as guys whose stock is is moving in the wrong direction into his third year now, I'm not as comfortable with this progression of, 
James Hudson as I hope to see. So, you know, for me, I hope that he doesn't get forced to play and there can still be some refinement of, of the type of player he is. Maybe, again, that's a position move. I don't know. But not feeling really great about him because he has not helped form, form pockets, in my opinion. He is way too much dealing in the bully ball department where guys have just figured out, oh, I can work through his torso, just bull rush him, sell speed, work to work speed to speed to power. He can't handle it. So, uh, you know, and like I said, Tyron Wheatley's had moments. Don't think they're going to keep Wheatley over Hudson by any means, but there have just been some other guys who I feel like have been as good as him so far. So, you know, there are others that you could just say stock down. I mean, Anthony Schwartz has really killed any chance of making a roster. And then there's guys that just haven't played. You know, you're talking about Watkins. There are guys that, like, Jakeem Grant restructured his contract. He has zero guaranteed dollars. He hasn't played all preseason. Are you keeping that as your sixth receiver, just a guy who's singularly special teams? Kickoff return is being, you know, minimized every single year. You know, you got this chance now to just get the ball at the 25 by fair catching it anywhere. I just don't feel like kick return is a big deal. And I feel like on the roster you have Donovan Peoples-Jones who had some explosive punt returns at the end of the year. So the punt return element there to me is fine. And then, you know, uh, Jerome Ford had kick return moments that I thought were stellar too. So, you know, Jakeem Grant hasn't been out there, hasn't shown any worth. It makes us as, as people not you know privy to practice every single day think he's deserving of a spot. Again, they could have practice, could have big plans. He could make the roster, not here to predict that but I just don't see how he's helping himself. Same with Jalen Darden. Haven't seen him either. Is there early rumblings of mini camp and OTAs and hasn't been on the field at all for anything that matters. And again, the cliche I talked about the other day on the pod, can't make the club from the tub. That's the case here. Some guys are just not on the field. And that sort of hurts the case of some of these players that are fringe guys. So Tristan Hill, like I said, is is another one who hadn't seen the field, but we'll, we'll hope he gets, um, you know, hope he gets, Another chance against Kansas City to fight for a spot, but they're going to be cutting some some talented players here, and we'll see if any of the rising stock guys uh, eventually, you know, get a chance to be on the roster. And then if any of these guys who I've mentioned here, whose stocks are falling, end up being in real jeopardy of losing their spot, and and that safety thing with Ronnie Hickman and DeAnthony Bell is 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 a particular interest. You know, they're going to keep a fourth safety. You always do because those guys are so helpful in specials, and I just will be curious to see which direction they prefer from a developmental standpoint for that position. So huge game, Kansas City, for so many of those guys, Watkins, Diabate, Hickman, to really push their envelope for the roster. It's going to be fun. It's going to be an interesting week. I will be at camp. If you're listening to this today and you're headed to camp, I will be up there taking my nephews and my uh, oldest. So it should be a fun time. And hopefully I can set up high, get in the stands, and provide some sort of insights about what I saw at practice for you guys on Monday's pod, trying to get with Andrew Spade for the first time in a minute and go through just some bigger picture stuff with uh, with where they are heading into the final preseason game. So we will be back on Monday. Thanks for stopping by here. If you have some disagreements, I'm sure you will. Let me know. Never afraid to chat about it on social. So, uh, again, thanks for stopping by on this Sunday. Appreciate you guys being here, hanging out with the OBR. Rate, review the pod if you can. And as I always say, join the best Browns community online in the OBR. We're going to be running some really cool uh, membership deals for those of you who are not members who would like to maybe dip your toe in the water around the 28th, 29th. Just a heads up on that. I'm tipping you off. 
about some some roster cut down specials we're doing for for um, membership opportunities so keep that in mind like i said guys thanks for stopping by here on a sunday however your sunday finds you whether it's browns related or not thanks for checking in have a great day and go browns